0: You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc.
1: All right. So after this, I just basically had like, I had a tier of what I called flawed, but dope projects that I enjoyed listening to throughout the year. And then I have another tier of like, no, here are actually like really great albums that are the best of the best. But did you put them in, did you rank them in order? Yes, mine are in order. And how many do you have? Five. Okay. So I have, between those two tiers, I have six. So. Um, want me to start? Because one of the things I'm one the the one the first one I have is one that um that you mentioned as honorable mention, and that's interesting. Which is the Nerd album. Okay, I, I struggled with where to put this just because it's so new and I don't know how the replay value is. But right. it's mm-hmm. so wildly and inc- it's 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 a flawed project. But yes. the highs are so high. Yes, and you know, increasingly, it's interesting, right? Like I put that sci High album in honorable mention because. You know, you can listen to that high album all the way through and not skip anything. I want to skip stuff on nerd stuff. But, you know, on the other hand, there's there, the high points in that nerd album are far beyond the high points in the Saha You know what I mean? Like, and so I, I just find, I don't know, not necessarily even as I get older, but like just as I listen to hip hop, like I'm looking for those highs, right? Yeah, like, sure. And as long as there's not so much in the album that doesn't work, that kind of detracts you from it. And the NRD album, you know, it's not perfect. Uh, I'm sure they'll I'm actually surprised. I haven't seen them in more festival lists. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they just, you know, their booking didn't get it, didn't get in gear at the right time or whatever the case might be. Or maybe there's just more to come and they'll do that. But, um, but no, I thought the NERD album, like I said, flawed, but the songs that are really dope are just like, wow. Right. I don't know. What yeah. do you think?
0: Um, I, I agree with you. I think I said this when, when we reviewed the project was that this album was going to sound better once the weather changes. Yeah. And so because it came out later in the year and actually uh Forty Days was uh mentioned on somebody's end of year list where they were like they wanted to put it on there, but it came out the end of the year. So I get it. Um
1: 40 days available now. Uh please yes, go sir.
0: to uh was it Armandwake Up. I, hmm, uh no, 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 no. Just um I was gonna say Armon but is that not it? Nah, it's on it's on Alex Bandcamp, elect I L L E C T dot Bandcamp. Also, it's on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, any any and everywhere you get music, it is available there. Yes. Um, but N.E.R.D. is, um, yeah, because it's so new, I didn't really get to sit with it. And because it's so cold and this is definitely, to me, a warm bodied album. Um, I think that as I listen to the project, though, the the lows or the highs are so good that they bring the lows up. Mm. Mm. Like the lows don't bother me the way that they did when, you know, I was listening to it for the first couple of times for the podcast. And then after I just listened to it for pleasure, the other, you know, I know what's coming. So I can kind of like just appreciate what's going on right now for what it is, because when they make that left turn, I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, So, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's good if. Yeah. Yeah. But the highs are really, really freaking high. And they're really, really dope. And, you know, I think we talked about this on the show, too, where it's like, I wish this is what the girl album was. But in retrospect, this totally couldn't this album could not have followed Happy at all. He had to get all that happy stuff out of his system and he had to make as much money as possible off of that and then get back into his his Neptune's bag. Right. I'm not mad at it. Okay. so what's your number five? Uh, My number five is an artist that you absolutely have no relationship with, but he is one of my favorite rappers. Um, this was actually now where I didn't realize number one, that it came out this year until he kind of posted it on his Instagram. Um, you know, I put this out earlier this year and it's a project that I listened to a lot when it came out, but I think that you know, just over the course of the year, it kind of fell off. But then I went back and listened to it again once I saw his Instagram post and was like, yo, this was really dope. And I played this a lot. It's uh, from Sky Zoo and it's called Peddler Themes. Yeah. Um, if anybody checks off my Bringing New York Hip Hop Back list, <laughs> it's definitely Sky. And the thing about Sky is that Sky is what he is. And he's almost like a, uh, I'm trying to think of a, a, a good basketball player. I can't think of it, but he's like that guy on your team where he's not the star player, but he does a specialty. He's either really good defensively or, you know, he knows how to, you know, he knows how to make, create points, how to turnovers. Like he does something really, really well. And so that's all I need him for. I don't need him to shoot threes. I don't need him to dunk. I don't need him to block shots. I just need him for that one specific thing. And that's what Sky is kind of for me. And because he's such a great rider, his hooks are trash still. But I love his ear for beats. I love his just his ability. Everything is conceptual. I kind of got that from him with my music. Um, Everything since I've known him since 2005, everything is conceptual. It's layered. And for me, again, lyrics, if you can add some depth to your your content and to what you're saying and for it to mean three or four different things and to mean different things in different ways and different situations, that's always going to do it for me. So, yeah, five Sky Zoo peddler themes. Okay. What is your number? This is your five, right? My number five, yeah. Drake, more life. Oh
1: man, I listened to this um, way more than I thought I did all year. Absolutely. And yet, I feel like nobody talked about it.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. It's like somehow Drake, you know, dropped something and then just there was just too much else going on, or I don't know what it is, you know. Um, records that I thought would have lasted a long time really didn't have m- much legs at all. Um, you know, and then the records that I didn't think would have legs did have legs. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of good
0: records on here. Yeah. Yeah. I think people, Drake is the victim of other people's expectations or even his own success. Right. Um, I think that was the, uh, I'll, okay. Explain what you mean by his own success. So, right. The problem with like views was so highly anticipated. Yes. But so overwrought. Yes,
1: and so as sort of an inti- as sort of a, a you know a, a palate cleanser to that we've got this. It's not even an album; it's a playlist, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't craft this for hours and hours. And <laughs> I didn't forty. wasn't holed up in the studio for 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 two months. No, no, no. This is just a playlist. Um, yeah, and there's all sorts of stuff on here, and there are records where I'm like, really, but at least I got you think like you know kissing my teeth like the, the gigs record i'm like eh, you know but like but there's tons of stuff on here that is just it's a this is a much lighter feeling record right yeah. he's not brooding yes right there's no yes. dramatic like winter interlude or whatever that name of that interlude was
0: where it was like well, the summers of the summer's, summers over, over, over summer's oh over oh like there's
1: nothing like that it was just no it's just drake's gonna we're gonna play some records and you know yeah it, it just has a totally different feeling um and the, I think when I when I was saying victim of success though, you know, his Caribbean jams records were so big. Yes. Right. That I think folks like you and I just assumed, oh, well, passion, fruit, and get it together are out of here. Yep. And people liked them. Yep. But it's not like they were everywhere. Right. Which is kind of interesting. And yet what did people really latch on to? Portland. Sacrifices. KMT. Yep. Galchester. Yep.
0: Um, oh man, KMT. <laughs> All perky. Is that the verse <laughs> Is that the worst verse of the year?
1: Oh that's a uh I don't know. I think it I think it was. It, if if, if it is if it is, it's the worst verse that people love.
0: <sighs> I don't think people love it. I think there's a group of people who love it. Right. But I think generally people are like, um Okay. So I guess in a in a roundabout way we're saying the same thing. Um, I think that because people's expectations for views were so crazy, and he got so much backlash for that, more life had to be perfect. Um, He couldn't, you know, when you when you craft a playlist or whatever you do, I think sometimes like people will give you room to be creative if you first satisfy their hunger. So if views would have been this great album that everybody wanted it to be. And then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make a playlist. Then we would be like, all right, great. But it was like, no views wasn't it. So no, go make views be what we wanted views to be. And then Drake is like, no, it's a playlist. And we're like, no, no, go make views part two. And I think that took away um, from this album. I think it also didn't help that like the playlist, (sighs) I don't want to, I don't want to make excuses for them. Um, I also feel like, it's weird, like, we'll listen to Playlist and be fine, but then if an artist crafts a Playlist, it's still an album. Like, it's, it's weird, like, the way music is nowadays and how it's presented, it's so different. Um, it's just hard to, it's hard for it to strictly be what it has always been. So with that said, I ended up listening to this album a lot more the first half of the year than I gave credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, Blim. Yeah, Blim surprising, um, surprises me how much I enjoy Blem. Yep, all um, the rapid rap records on here I like. Nothing's into somethings. Do not disturb. Um, can't have everything. Like those are all dope to me. Teenage Fever is secretly very dope. Yeah, you got that. No, when that J Lo thing comes out of the hook, I'm like, I get, it, I get, I get a goofy smile on my face every time. It takes to, it takes. I get that. It takes too long for me. Mm. And I love Glow. Glow is so ridiculous. Glow is terrible.
1: I even like, and so like a record like Ice Melts, completely buried at the back, and yet, how did that not work for people? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah, no, I, oh. yeah, you, you know, despite gigs on no long talk, like I feel like this album opens very strong. Yeah. I, I like, I, I think the beat. I think the beat on free smoke is great. Um, uh, passion fruit, Georgia interlude, get it together. That, that's just like a, yep. Just and actually all the way out to blem. You can just let that ride. And I know how you feel about Sampha, but, um,
0: <laughs> no, I hate
1: 4422. 44, Forty four twenty two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just hate his voice. He just sounds like he gurgled some salt water. And it's just stuck in his throat Mm. and they're like, sing. It's the only way you'll get out. (laughs) It's just, it's terrible. I'm good. Okay. Uh, now it's your number four, number four, right? My number four. Um, okay. So this is the one it's one artist, but it's two albums. Uh, it was one of your honorable mentions, um, Taylor gray in the way of me slash elevation is Jacob and Judas. Mm. Um, you know, Taylor put out two projects in two months. One was a full project with his brother, Kristen. And then immediately after that was uh, In the Way of Me. Um, I listened to In the Way of Me more than Jacob and Judas. But when I went back and listened to Jacob and Judas, like that's another record where the highs are really, really high. And I remember I liked the second half of the album and you liked the first half. Yeah. And now I think that switched hmm. for me. I think I like the first half better um the records that i like i still really really like but in the way of me is really interesting compared to um mocker and the monarch how so because with the mocker and the monarch there are clear highs on the project so vogue mike lowry marcus graham cheap plug um you know gorgeous scapegoats um like really really high highs but then there's also like really low lows. I can't think of the name of the record um let me pull it up. There's a couple songs that I just I just did not like. Um yeah, Famous was a high cold was crazy, but I hated Enemies, I hated Powder Toast Man, um and I didn't like Insecure. Okay. So, but In the Way of Me is just like consistently good. Um there's not as many like highs, but there's like almost no lows. Got it. So do you want a consistent album that you ride out to, or do you want peaks and valleys? And for me, this album, other than Solomon's porch and most high and Amistad, which to me are like super, super high. um, Everything else was like consistently good. And that's a good thing. This was like a full, a full length album in the world of playlists and, a bunch of stuff taylor just put together 10 well nine because the interlude but nine really good songs that all fit together and created create a narrative it was a good listen so that's my number four
1: i just realized i should have switched my four and five that's okay my number four which now that i think about it should be a notch below drake more life that's okay it's still top five rick ross rather than you than me okay that is, that's my number three so let's talk about it now okay um to me this is still in this like there are some fl- there there's some songs in here i'm skipping Sure. But there are some really dope records here, man. And like we'll talk about songs later, but "Idols Become Rivals" is one of the best songs of the year, man. Never mind the beats on, of course, San- Santorini,
0: Greece, Scientology.
1: Game <sighs> ain't based on sympathy. I know this,
0: man. You know, Bink put his foot in his yes, album. Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
1: But the problem, like I mean, the real problem is it's this middle. It's trap, 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 dead presidents, and sh- she's on my D. And it's like, yep, you yep. know, <laughs> come on. Yes, I agree. But I get it because at this point, it's interesting, right? Like Ross could go like the fabulous way. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like Fab will put out like, okay, so he's going to, this record will be like rapity Rap stuff. Then this record will be, the then he's doing the soul tape. Then he's doing like, Ross could do like, okay, he's going to do a trap only 10 song you know apple music exclusive but then he's going to come over here and do like Santorini Greece uh yeah. Scientology. like he could do that but he doesn't right he still is giving you all the different like aspects of the rick ross experience yep and so that means that you know look if you're a rick ross fan that's great because you're getting it all but like yes. if you're like me i'm like you know like i was i almost wanted him to be more auda- uh, more audacious with dead presidents like how do you have a record called dead presidents and not sample j come on right. go all go all Agreed. the way Agree. Um, you know, Triple Platinum's not bad, the Meek Record's not bad. Kinda ta- the song kinda this album kinda tails off a little bit at the end. But again, which is why I really actually probably should be below Drake on my list, but the the highs
0: are super high. I agree. Um honestly, though I've got two albums that I think are better than this, this is probably the album that I played the most this year.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Um I, anytime we talk about Ross on the show, I always say that I feel like we are not going to appreciate Ross's discography and his contribution to this era of hip hop. Um, because the narrative got in the way, and I think we talked about this on the show, where like, look, most rappers lie, <laughs> not not just Ross. Most rappers take a persona of someone else that they know or that they saw, and that becomes their whole thing. Ross just kind of got quote unquote exposed for it. You mean he doesn't Um, know the
1: real Noriega?
0: I'm shocked. I am shocked. To me, it's it to me it it just confirms how high on a pedestal or how like how big of an idol hip hop is for a lot of people. Like I I don't care. I don't if especially for like the content that Ross is giving me, like it it's different if somebody is talking about something um a little deeper than substance. Like, cause I think Ross does give content, um, records like, um, is there any content on here? Not really. This isn't a really heavy content album. I think black market probably had more content than this. It's funny you say that because
1: in its own way, idols become rivals is exactly about the same thing. Sure. Right. Which is that, you know, actually those cars are rented. Yes. Actually, that's just a mansion they got for the day for the video. Yes. Right, It's it's sort of content, right? But it's like, instead of, uh, you know, it's Ross. I mean, really, it's Ross being heartbroken that, you know, cash money wasn't as rich as they looked. Which is kind of yeah. hilarious, but the way he does it, of course, is amazing. Yeah, because he, he's a great writer. He's a great writer. He's a I'd, great writer. Idols Become Rivals is so underrated. Yeah, it is. I know it, it was is. kind of a deal when it came out and people were talking about whatever, but like, that is scathing. Yeah, yep.
0: Cause it sounds like there's, there's a difference between when someone's mad at you and when someone's disappointed in you. Have you heard and, a peep from, from Birdman since that came out? No, um, I don't think so. But then again, I'm not listening for, I'm not looking for Birdman to say anything about anybody. Um, it's different. Like if I'm mad at my daughter, anger is kind of like, anger is an emotion that can be fleeting. Like it's, it's a, like a super extreme, right? Right. Um, where you're, if I'm really angry at my child, I might be angry for like a couple minutes or for some people, maybe in the instance of like like domestic violence or murder or something really, really bad. It's like a split second decision. My anger made me do this. And all of a sudden the rest of my life changed because in this moment I felt like I had to, you know, do whatever I did. But that goes away after a few hours, maybe even a few days. But when I'm disappointed, disappointment tends to linger. Mm -hmm. And Ross sounded disappointed. Like, I thought you were one thing and you were totally different. It's like, I thought you were my like, I thought you were my friend. It's like, well, we're not we're not friends. I can't be friends with you because you're doing this to someone that you claim to care about. I can't. I can't. So that like the disappointment in Ross mixed with how he wrote that out, how he laid that story out. Super dope with the and with the where have you been sample. Right, based off of Wayne and, and Birdman's relationship, it was just a subtle touch that was really, really good. But um, I think she liked me. Super underrated. Um, Powers that be was cool. Game ain't based on sympathy. Crazy. Um, Santorini, Grease is phenomenal. Apple in my eyes, super dope. Like this record, is, this album is just. Ross is just one of my favorite rappers. Just, it is what it is. I'm biased. Okay. Uh, um, Your number, what 3323
1: three, three. Scissor Control. Hmm, not on your list. I'm guessing. Nah. I mean, to me, it's the best R&B album of the year, right? I mean, it, depending on how you want to call Flower Boy, which I don't really think is an R&B album. Um, but no, like, and it, it, it's, it, the, you know, not everything on here is perfect. Like, despite, like, I'm one of the few people who doesn't who who likes this album, but isn't in love with, uh, say, Love Galore, right? Yeah. But like, records like Broken Clocks, um, Go Gina, The Weekend, like, there's this is a just really well produced album. Um, yes, creative. um Yeah, like stuck with me throughout the year. Like just different. And I was like, okay, like I, you know, and um yeah, I'm a fan of it. You know, not perfect, but you know, uh, maybe my maybe what I'm looking for in twenty for for 2017 was maybe my expectations have been lowered. But no, I, I really really like this album. Um, a lot more than I maybe thought I would. Like if you know. At the beginning of the year, I had really high hopes for that Sid album, mm-hmm. and All About Me is dope, incredible, incredible. Um, I listened to that song all year long, but like this album's way better than Sid's album.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sid kind of—I feel like, almost feel like—SZA is doing what we thought Sid was going to do. Right. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what's up with the internet, but um, they need to put something out again.
1: Eh, you know, Steve Lacey's kind of doing his own thing, and
0: yeah, you know. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um yeah i'm not mad at i'm not mad at control controller well well-produc- produced well produced very well produced just just not just not for me okay yeah, not for me so i think that my number two is your number one that's interesting what's your number two my number two is from you know the genius flower boy that is my number one yeah okay so let's talk about it now okay um <sighs> the highs were so high man like Un- See you again. Boredom. Nine one one. Mister. Like I. Yes. <sighs> boredom. Boredom's the. Either boredom or Santorini, Greece, are the best beats of the year. Boredom is my favorite song of the year. Boredom's yeah. incredible. Yes. Like it.
1: it like it, it's a Tyler album, and I'm I'm sitting here getting in my feels.
0: <sighs> and <laughs> go ahead. Nothing. No, nah, say it. No, nah, I um I I mean I've said this many times. I think Tyler's the worst part of this album. I don't agree with that at all. Okay. I mean, because I, I don't know. I don't think this album. Ex- I mean, you you mean his rapping is the is the worst yes, part of the album? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Um, when he's when he's singing and then his productions, his ideas, the hooks, because clearly he's writing a lot of this stuff. Like, no, all that's great. Just I didn't. I just didn't like his rapping. I don't think the I don't think the production meshed well with the tone of his voice. Oh,
1: that's interesting.
0: Yeah, it kind of sound. It sounded like to a lesser degree nails on a chalkboard. Huh. Not that bad, but like it just it didn't go. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I uh. No, I I don't know. I think I think there are some times where like, you know, I think um See You Again is an interesting example of that, right? Where like, you know, when the beat drops and he comes in, like all of a sudden it does get a bit more aggressive. But like I would really like who that boy like. I think that beat's I think it's a crazy beat. I think um I like him on it. I know it's kind of a weird song, but I like that a lot. Um but no, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like a lot of these records even grow them even more, right? Like forward. Like, I, I used to think this album got off to a bit of a slow start, but no. I mean, never mind. I don't know. I Enjoy Right Now Today is so dope. I love that. I love that closing. Like, it's just this is a lot of really good albums on here. I, really, I'm really, i sorry. A lot of good songs in here, right? Like, I, I mean, I Ain't Got Time is... Mm. Yeah. Eh, and really, yeah. no, I kind of skip over November, but, yeah. you know, the highs no, are so dope. high. The highs yeah, are so dope. high. I didn't even give, give yeah. enough love to Glitter, which is fantastic. Yeah, Glitter's dope. Yeah,
0: it's just really, really yeah. dope. Potholes. Potholes oak
1: okay. it's cool.
0: Can we talk about Jaden Smith? What are we gonna talk because about? I feel like the love that people are giving his album is I feel like what people should be doing for Tyler. Nah, Tyler got way more love than people are like really treating this this is it called Sire? Yeah. Like they're treating it like it's like this phenomenal album. And I I didn't I didn't I didn't hear it. I didn't mm. hear it. Yeah, I didn't hear it. Mm. Like blown away. Uh, and I'm like, eh. Eh. I'm good. Not even in just like, yeah.
1: he's got like three good songs on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, it is yeah. different and weird, but no, this is the Tyler album is so, I mean, for us too, for, you know, people, you know, for us, big fans of, of, you know, old NERD, this is so particular, right? Yes. So warm, so detailed. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's an incredible album. Yes. I agree. Um, Yeah. The only, I'll say this. The difference between Flower Boy and my number one is simply content. Hmm. I think Flower Boy is produced better, and I think the feel of it overall is better. It's just my number one connected with me at a different place than thing that separates it. Otherwise, Flower Boy would have been my album of the year.
1: Okay. Well, now I really want to hear your number
0: one. You know what my number one is. I don't
1: actually. It's Jay Z 444. Oh, I forgot about Jay Z 444.
0: <laughs> you set that up.
1: I did not. You're I a really
0: liar. For- <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at my list, and I'm like, four four. Like, well. <laughs> you are a liar. Yes, Jay Z 444. Um, the album I didn't know that I need until I got it. Nobody wanted a Jay Z album prior to. When did it come out? June 30th. I did not need that. I I had no. Is it June 30th? Seems about right. Sure. I mean, that's what it says on title, but I thought it came out before then. All not right. June 30th. Okay. Yeah, I, I had no I did not want this album at all. I did not want a Jay-Z album. You know what's interesting? I went back and listened to I Got the Keys. Okay. That record's kinda hard. It's cool. That record's not, that record's not bad. Not bad at all. Just get rid of get rid of Navadius, But um Yeah, 444 was just it was what it, it for a lot of people that I talked to, it was like I know what you're, I know what you're gonna harp on, oh, but well, it's cool. Force get, get, get your bars off for somebody who has been, who was largely jaded and disinterested in hip hop in 2017. Getting older, kids getting older, uh, wanting different things in life, but still wanting to connect to hip hop. And hip hop is largely considered to be uh, a young man's game. So, do I need to jump on this certain wave? in order to, you know, enjoy this culture that I love so much that, that I, it has been a part of my life for so long up until 444. I didn't, I didn't know because all the stuff that I loved, like everybody else was kind of like whatever on. Um, but it's not even like, yo son, he was talking about ownership. Like that's not even it for me. It's just, where is somebody that I watched grow up from 1996? Where is he at today? And there were no frills. I know you're going to say there were frills, but it was just some chopped up samples and somebody just kind of like spewing out their random thoughts. And a lot of the thoughts were interesting. They were intriguing. And they were similar thoughts to what I've had in my life. Um, And I just, and that's why I was able to connect to it later on or why I was able to connect to it versus somebody like a Tyler Who's in his 20s and still trying to figure things out? This is somebody who has kind of made peace with who he is. And even if that's the selling point, that still needs to be out in the marketplace. Because there are people who love hip hop and don't want to be Big Daddy Kane rapping over Amigos record. You know what I'm saying? Like it just needs to like rapity rap, and I, I see it coming now, is gonna have a really interesting and fruitful 2018. I feel like this is gonna open the door. To a lot more to to really bars being at the forefront where it's not just this, oh hey, Black Thought was on hot 97. Like just the way that the the climate is of our culture, like people are going to want content and they're gonna want it in a way where they don't necessarily have to dance or turn up to get it. And I think this kind of opened the door uh for some of that. Now, some of these records um I'm not crazy about particularly. I still don't like Moonlight, I still don't like Bam, and I still don't like Caught Their Eyes, but Smile is phenomenal. 444 is incredible. Marcy Me is incredible. Family Feud's dope. Legacy's dope. I like Adness. Adness is dope. Kill Jay Z dope. Story of OJ's crazy. Like, yeah. This album is super dope. And I played the mess out of it. And yeah. Yeah. My number one. Easy. This past
1: weekend I listened to it for the first time since this album came
0: out. <laughs> okay.
1: I still staggeringly disappointed. <laughs> Stacker. i i don't know you know i um yeah i've talked at i've talked at you know at, at length about i just don't think he's rapping that well on here like content aside i just don't even think he's rapping like particularly well except on marcy me where he you know hops in the hops in the wayback machine and and raps like you know how jay-z raps smile um, smile too a little bit a little bit um what what really struck me is how just so overrated the production on here was by everybody these beats are okay they're fine there's they're you know kill jay-z pretty good story of oj it's hard to say it's funny right because i can't tell is it like is j rapping so awkwardly on here because he can't handle the tempo of story of oj or what it's hard to separate that but i like the sample obviously um and 444 dope sample good beat marcy Mies, dope beat you know, but there's a lot of stuff in here like, man, yeah, really. I just didn't think that the beats brought it at all in any way. Um, didn't do anything for me. There's nothing I want to come back here and listen to at all. So, yeah. I, you know, I I I understand how for, for, you know, if people, you know, you people who came up on Jay, like to see him make an album like this at his, you know, after what he has rapped about in the past and what he has done is something. Right. I just you know i just know i'm being sold to and so it's you know i can't ever separate that with jay-z right and now that jay-z wants to make you know an album where he's getting real how how am i supposed to actually buy that do you know what i mean like i'm supposed to ignore 20 years of jay-z i'm a hustler baby i could sell water to a well like and all of us i mean you know it's fine but he's hustling all of us with this like that family feud video is ridiculous
0: i I, I largely disagree. Well, I completely disagree I'm sure with you do. Until until I saw the Family Feud video. That's when I was like, all right, okay, wait a minute. Jay's trying to have his cake and eat it too. Jay wants to have the storyline of he
1: cheated, he was a terrible husband, but the family is so strong. And he you know, he uh and look how strong they are now. And it's like that is an illusion that is an that is the Instagramification of of like Of infidelity, right? Like that's not how it works for like most people, right? Like Jay was a terrible husband, but pays no price on here. The price he paid was what lemonade, an album by which him and his wife made a ton of money off of. Like there's there's just no remorse. There's no like where is the broken down Jay Z, right? It goes a little too tidily from the the quote unquote depths of 444 to Family Feud featuring Beyonce, (laughs) right? They're back to back. It's right there. It's like, really? Really? Like, it was really that bad? And then all of a sudden, oh, but the family's strong? Come on. It's a storyline. It's fine. I know all this stuff happened. I mean, look, all you have to do is listen to Jay rap for the past 20 years. Uh, you, you, you could, everybody could have told you that Jay was probably going to be messing around. Just saying. While he was dating Beyonce, before they got married, he was making records where it's like, well, either he's really inventing this whole cloth, or there's probably a little bit of truth in there. But, you know, I don't know. It was all a little too slick for me, a little too packaged. Yeah. Never mind the fact that I just, I don't know why he has decided to rap like this. This is Jay-Z, arguably the, the best flowing rapper of all time, arguably. And he has decided to just toss his flow out for like 80% of this album. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> but other than that, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can, okay. Uh, you sent all feedback to at ArmandWakeUp.
0: Ah, <laughs> look, look. Just kidding. Don't, yeah, don't, don't throw but it, but it is what it is. Okay. Is there anything else? Yeah, I have my number two. For, we didn't talk about my oh. number two. I'm sorry. It's all good. Go ahead. Kendrick Lamar, damn. Oh, okay. So how about this? Everything that you just said, replace Jay with Kendrick, and then that's my rant. Mm. I do, do not, I'm sorry, so go, go ahead. Go the ahead, beats ahead. on
1: damn are far superior. It's 444. You can start there. You can just start right there. That's fine. DNA, Humble, Lust, Triple X. Never mind. The Alk record is dope. The Ninth Wonder record is a little overwrought, but dope. Look, this is a flawed album, which is why it was my number two, right? It's not all 100% of the way there. But DNA is insane, right? Triple X is un-freaking-believable. That's where it
0: stops. Humble. And, and uh... And, um, Lust. I never liked, never liked Humble. You never liked Humble? Nah. Mm. Um... I can't even think of the name of the record. What's uh Loyalty? No. R- loyalty's a good loyalty's a well-produced song. Um no, um what's what's the song called? Ain't nobody praying for me. Which one is that I one? I mean he says that a bunch of times. Okay. Well that's the hook the hook of the song. Oh,
1: right, 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 right. It's right. kind of
0: it's like faster. I can't think of the name of that record. Yeah. I think but, it's uh, element, you know,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Elements Elements Cool too. Yeah.
1: DNA, I mean, I like ya, element, feel, loyalty, pride, humble, lust. That Pride, Humble, Lust combo is insane. Love, you know, nah, it it works, it's fine, but Triple X is incredible. Fear is way too long, but dope. God is, yeah, okay. But the highs on here are so high. So high. I couldn't think of anything, and I listened to it. I I mean, this album caught me, so yeah. To me, it's interesting, right? Like, to the story of Kendrick Lamar, where like, here he is, you know, trying to... You know, because like, you know, there are records here that certainly have like trap elements, but there's not something stuff on here where it's like, oh, this is the trap record. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's really fascinating to watch him sort of evolve his sound and keep it moving forward, right? Where it's like, okay, he did this sort of left turn over into To Pimple Butterfly, which was, you know, incredibly critically acclaimed. And then he does something really, I mean, almost completely different here. And it's still incredible. And he's he's the best rapper alive right now. Who's actually like in his prime? Uh,
0: no best hip best hip hop artist currently. Sure, best rapper alive. Mm-mm. Who are you taking over him? Um, you know I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But I'm I'm not sold on Kendrick Lamar the rapper, and haven't been for a few years. Interesting. Yeah, like when it comes to emceeing, like nah, he raps about nothing really well. Coming from somebody who has who has a chunk of his career where he's definitely rapping about something and consistently, then he, he'd start getting all alieny and all of the stuff. And I'm, just, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Do we want to talk um, about, yeah. uh, go ahead. I was I was just going to say, yeah, I just go back and listen to the damn episode of clock radio speakers. We're already super long into this side, but <laughs> this might have just to be, <laughs> yeah. Damn. Just didn't. Nah. No, just not, not, no, no, I don't, I don't need that album. I'm good. Um, were there any uh,
1: songs that were on projects that we haven't talked about this year that really grabbed you a lot? That you uh, played a lot? Anything that comes off the top of your head?
0: Uh, let's see I, if I got anything saved on my title. I played a lot of Migo's t-shirt, believe it or
1: not. Okay. I don't know why. That that, that song got stuck in my head. I really like the beat on, on Perplexing Pegasus. Um, Like I said, Sid All About Me is really dope. What else did I listen to a lot of this year? Now I'm going to be looking at my stuff too.
0: Eh. Yeah, uh lots of Georgia Smith on my mind. That record is crazy. Um lots of really like Conway Bullet Club with uh Lloyd Banks and I think Benny's on that record. That record is super dope. Um you not Man, this year was really the year of like podcasts and audiobooks for me. <laughs> and and regular books cuz I was in school. So there wasn't a whole lot that I was just listening to to listen to.
1: Yeah, listen to a lot of um these two new records from Francis and the Lights that actually, he just put out an album at the end of the year, little surprise album. So they, the studio version of those finally got released, but I heard them live this past summer. One's called Faithful, one's called um, I Won't Lie to You. Um, just beautiful records. Beautiful records. Um, what, what else did I listen to? Yeah, we well, gotta get Francis on the show. He does not like doing publicity, man.
0: <laughs> Come on, man, but it's you, man. do me.
1: Uh, what else did I listen to a lot? That's really interesting. Um that I haven't talked about. I don't know, man. Did I get everything? Um Yeah. So yeah. Let, let me ask yeah. you this. There were there were a lot of big names that we did not talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about the Migos album at all. Right. Nope. We talked about we talked about them a bit on side A. We didn't talk about these two future record the two future albums. We didn't talk about Mask Off or anything like that. Future's in an interesting place right now. Right. Like he's not the go to guy for for guest appearances anymore. I mean, he basically what this year he had mask off. Right. Yep. But it's really strange. Like there were records on that Hendrix album that, you know, that were like sort of designed to do something. Mm-hmm. But nothing happened. I don't know. I mean, were you were you surprised by the fact that for whatever reason, like his stuff was it wasn't like his stuff was rejected. It just wasn't like loved this year.
0: Or Does that feel right to you? i think the two albums in two weeks was it two albums in two weeks yeah that did him no favors yeah i don't think that was i don't think that was wise for him to do it at all i know that was you know a money grab um but it just in in long term it didn't really do a lot of it didn't really do him any favors just because none of the music really caught on i think future fans liked one of the projects from They'd what probably, i hear they liked future not hendrix
1: because Hendrix was the more R and B ish record. It had the Rihanna record "Selfish," which came and went like whoosh, super fast. Uh huh. Um, actually, I guess maybe if anything, the um,
0: "You the Baddest" with uh, Nikki, that kind of was around. But I mean, but that's kind of a testament to you know to Nicki. Yeah, that record came out in what February or something like that. Um, and then it picked if up that steam record it came out. What happened? I mean, it finally like kind of picked up steam a little bit in the summer, but okay. I feel like if that record would have come out now, Cardi would be on it. Man, that's crazy. We didn't talk at all about uh, Joey Badass or Logic. I mean, and with good reason, right? Like, oh, well, I'm I'm happy for Joey because Joey, you know, found a lane. This was easily his most successful year. Like, I'm not like the I'm not a Joey Badass fan, but right. I don't mind what he does. Um, I think. Like for me, what he what traditionally what he tries to do is like what ASAP Mob and Skyzoo do better than him. So that like that mid '90s New York hip hop right sort of aesthetic. I think ASAP Mob does a really good job of that, and I think Skyzoo does that better than me. So anybody else under that, I'm not. I'm really cool off of. But Joey had a good year, and then Logic is just just yeah. horrendous. Logic is just really really bad. When you talk to when you talk about selling me and pretentiousness. Oh, logic is like the poster boy for that right now. I see I think
1: I think you have to buy into his earnestness. And if you do then it works. But I think you and I are just too, we're we are technically both millennials, but we are old millennials.
0: You ha- so think, we've seen this I've seen this before.
1: I also think that there is an just an earnestness to a this sort of the the younger half of the millennial generation has a bit more of that than we do. Not even attributable to age, just like yeah, I feel like you have to like buy into him as a person right it's I'm good. I'm right. broke. <laughs> right um hey, look his album is well produced um mm. i think so i don't think it's amazing but like it's it, it is professionally like
0: people done. amazing extravagant. i
1: know that Exuberant. <laughs> like i said it's this earnestness that's not earnest that's trash does it does it hurt a little inside just to imagine him playing that song
0: live and a bunch of white kids in the audience shouting out black people amazing. <laughs> like the, that is totally the I'm not racist. I have four black friends anthem. 100%. <laughs> I can say it. I can I can say the N word because Gold Digger's on and Kanye's on stage and no one can hear me. Right. That's that anthem. Black people. Oh, that song is terrible. Everybody, 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 and I gotta get it, and I gotta go in, and I gotta get it, get it, get it. Oh my god! Hey, I'm happy for him and his success. He caught on. He's got a si- He's got a song about suicide prevention with a hook is I just wanna die. All right, that's cool. Um, and but yeah, and yet it's doing well. It's doing extremely well. He got that's nominated a, for a Grammy. That to me says you're selling me because it's like, hmm, what could we do? What can we do? to So because Lo- logic was trying to, you know, jump over this hill. Right. Sort of similar to Cole. Like, correct. Me, I'm sure some I'm sure one of our listeners will correct me if I'm wrong, but like Cole was always in this place. Right. But I feel like things changed after Ferguson happened and he went out there and didn't bring any cameras. And But then everybody else was taking pictures of him and video of him and it all ended up on social media. To me, that felt like I was getting sold. Mm. And ever since then, Cole has just went completely left and blew up where he's like the socially conscious guy. Not to say that he started, t- he'd started talking about that stuff then because I feel like that was always in his music. But that moment just turned the tide for him. That's when he started growing his dreads out. And he's at basketball, he's, you know, courtside at basketball games with Dingy Jordan ones and, and and basketball shorts and you know, Hanes tees and stuff like that. That's when I'm like, all right, okay, relax. um And Logic is just the same thing. Like, hey, we should make a song about suicide. We should make the song title the number for suicide prevention. We should get with all of these organizations who help with suicide prevention, and let's funnel the song through them so all these people have an anthem. I I don't. While commendable, somebody has to explain to me, nothing about that song makes me feel better. As somebody who has struggled with depression and suicide, nothing about that says, cool, I feel better now. I don't know if it's just uh, everybody. I'm the only one who feels this way. And this song makes me realize that that I don't. Maybe that's it. But nah, nah, I'm being sold. And he's J. Cole, but he's like, but he's white, and then he's mixed. He doesn't look black. It's just there's a bunch of stuff that just factors into it. And they're like, yeah, let's use all of that. And he's like, all right, everybody, everybody, and I gotta get it, and I gotta go to go to or go. Or maybe go to go. he's just that earnest. Maybe Jay's that earnest too. I got 20 years listening to Jay that tell me that's not true. I got enough. <laughs> I've got enough experience with these types of kids and the music industry. The music industry is suddenly going to push morality. Eh. All right. Fair enough. I just I just don't. It's it's like trusting that the government is looking out for our best interests, for the best interests of the people. Sure, that's the intent. But do I see that? Not really. Since since when am I looking for all these people in positions of power to be the morality police? They're not unless morality makes them money and the music industry is about making money. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just, I, I just don't believe it. If you do believe it or whoever, if our listeners believe it, like more power to you. I'm not judging you. That's cool. Just me personally, it's just, it's not for me. I'm good. I feel like that was my 444 rant. You brought up, you said the L word. You knew that was going to get me. Anything else you want to talk about for 2017? <laughs> I, think, I think I'm good, man. You, you, you pissed me off. The last, 20 <laughs> the last 20 minutes of the show, I just went on a rant and I didn't want to go on a rant. But I think I'm good what about you you got any bars you good i'm good man i'm good um Um, looking forward to 2018 yes gonna be a lot of our mind in 2018 oh my god you guys are gonna you i'm going to get on your nerves this year (laughs) heads up 40 days available now even if i lose in january and this year is gonna be really really interesting
1: and on that note i think that's it for today thank you everybody for listening to uh, this week's episode of Clock Radio Speakers hit us up at CRS Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Um, thanks to everybody who has listened all year long. And uh, and yeah, I have no idea when we'll be back because I don't know when stuff's coming out. But we'll be back soon. And Armand, you got anything else? Nope.
0: See y'all next time. <laughs> next time.